Here we go. One more. Okay. I want to welcome you to the show, to the Get Made Show with G. Blackwell. Coming to you live from Hollywood, California. And just want to thank you for joining us again this week. And for those who've been with us since the very first week, I appreciate your loyalty towards the show. And for that one loyal listener, thanks. Thumbs up to you. As I said, this is the Get Made Show with G. Blackwell. And I'm broadcasting to you live from Hollywood, California. We have a toll-free number, 888-627-6008, should you decide you want to call in to uh, express an opinion about whatever you have out there. It's open forum. The show is comprised of the situation that I've been in, in my past. It's geared towards you know the lifestyle that I led and the things I encountered on my journey. And that has a lot to do with incarceration, has a lot to do with jail. So formerly Jail Pro Probation Survival was the show. And of course, we've changed the platform to Get Made because we're in the process of getting a, an individual with that thinking or on the road towards that thinking to basically change that thinking process because of uh, some of the things that I'm able to tell you that will hope you, uh, hopefully dissuade you from that. That's my main, main objective. Uh, but what I like to do is I like to start the show off talking about a couple of situations I may have encountered or saw in the news and so forth. Not that this is a news show at all in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But I saw these two guys on the uh, uh, CNN, I believe, one of the news channels, and they robbed a cell phone store and just they look right into the camera. And as soon as they did that, I'm like, hey, bingo. Snapshot was clear. So, I, I, as I said, I, I do my best to sway anyone from having to, take, having to take that journey down that street, unless it's just mandated for you. But everything's a thought process. So if I can change your mind, it's a public announcement that I like to make. And that announcement is everything's monitored. Doesn't matter what it is out there. Everything's monitored. So, I mean, it just in my opinion, just about every situation I see like this qualified to be the stupidest crook of the week or the month or the year or the day or whatever. So, but on another note, in reference to uh, uh, ex-cons in this case, uh, Martha Stewart, I, I got a chance, an opportunity to see her throw the first pitch out at a baseball game. And uh, although uh, I'm sure privilege plays a lot into that, but still in all, I mean, she's, she's an ex-con. So for, to come from doing time in the feds to throwing the first pitch out, because that's, you know, of course, that's celebrityism as well. It's just a good thing to be able to do that. It's a good thing for the, for the people with the ex on the back. And aside from that, it's just, Jail versus hell, in my opinion. I mean, I can recall a time myself when I was in a, a high-level institution. I was in a, um, Victorville, which is a level four 
as far as numbers are concerned, but as far as the uh, federal system is called, considered a high. And I thought about this uh, situation over because it's part of the challenges that we, you know you can face when you go in there. And I can talk about other people's challenges and what challenges you may face in there and never get too personal about it because uh, that's the way basically I'm used to conveying something to someone. I'll tell you a lot without telling you a lot. So, but in this case, I I want to speak about myself in this case on this high, you know, prison because, I mean, I have a good name in there. I mean, I, you know, I, I walk with a um, high regard when I was in there. I, I was a big figure in all those places. So, to have that challenged, see, and that's a story I really don't talk about a lot. But to have that challenged is a thing in itself. And what I mean by, by that, I recall when I was in that place, one of my challenges was a guy by the name of Big Psy. I had a run-in with Psy without having a run-in with Psy. <laughs> this is not an easy day for me. And I'll tell you, and I thought about this the other day, and what happened was, um, keep in mind, this is this is Victorville, which is Victimville, they call it, I guess, on the outside on the society in the city of Vic- Victorville. But in the prison, it was Viciousville because it was a high-level, high-maximum-security prison. There was nothing to walk the yard every day or sit across the table from two or three lifers. So that was the temperature there. So just to set the stage for you. So Cy, we're in the cell house and can't even recall what it was. It may have been my demeanor, come to think of it, because uh, at the backside of the story, I'll tell you why I think that. But at any rate, we got into a verbal confrontation. Now, this guy, this guy is solid steel, Samoan. If he stepped to you and get in your face and you're not built out of the right thing, you may melt right there on the spot. He's that vicious. So in the federal system for some high level vicious crimes and then waiting to go to uh, Tonga. But at the same time, this guy I'm speaking of was a Christian. So factor that in. Way under there, though, because he was he was a monster. So. Yeah, face to face. And what diffused the situation, because as I said, it was verbal, but I instantly broke out in a cold sweat because this is a situation you're going to have to deal with or it may deal with you. Right there, not later, right at that moment. And it was a stare down, which I had to be partially out of my mind for even making this chest move with this guy. I could have easily just tucked and went the other way and just save face, save my ass and maybe lose a little face. But it, I went into a stare down with this guy and that enraged him. <laughs> so he's like, Man, that, oh boy, what saved me was 
because I was literally saved that day by the grace of God. What saved me was guys came around and grabbed me by the shoulder like, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stare down with you, but I'm not going to move. That would be foolish. So they grabbed me, set me down. And it's not so much as just grabbing me and sitting me down, but what they told me in my ear is what calmed me and saved me, just put it that way for what it is. And what was said to in my what was said to me in my ear was, Hey man, we done that. He, we we all been through that. So it was found out later, Cy goes through this even with his own cellmate, his own cellie, which is a good guy up there named John who's going through some situations doing a lot of time trying to get back to court so he was worrisome for the most part every day but he was the main one in my ear with it telling me and this was you know his everyday association he associated with this guy every day so did I but from across the hall it's a total different thing so yeah that saved me and then later I'm gonna say maybe three days later you know, in the feds, they have computers. So I'm sitting down at the computer and the guy slides up next to me, the side guy, the big guy, the Samoan, the monster, slides up next to me and say, gee, my, you know, I apologize. Shook my hand and said, you used to telling people what to do. And I took that with me and took my ass up to my cell and laid down and thought about that because that helped me that day. I got it. And that enraged him. That's that's I believe it was just my demeanor because he, as he said, you're used to telling people what to do. And this guy had the entire blue car. In the prison. Figured I'd add that little note. He was a shot caller. For the entire crip population in Victorville. So, again. He shook my hand. I was, but that day I was saved. So yeah, I just, I had that thought and just, you know, it was just a vicious day because that could have went anyway. Cause I've seen this guy just smash people with a look and with a hand as well. The same guy. So that's why I say I was saved. Yeah. But on to the, <laughs> skip to another beat. That was something. But, um, there was another freeway shooting here in Los Angeles the other day. I saw in the news here, but it ended in a death. You have to be real careful out there, people. You know, I'm a driver. You know, I don't mind telling people that's what I do for my profession uh, for the most part. I, um, I can't say it enough that, I mean, I feel you should just let it go for the most part. Most without the finger, because that situation with that guy losing his life could have started from a finger being thrown. So, of course, I talk about avoiding jail and so forth. Let's try to avoid hell, too, because, hey, jail versus hell, I mean, we've been warned about both. Right? So... It reminds me of one one other thing that happened, um, I guess, quite some time ago, but I just found out just recently a friend of mine had a situation. And this is also a uh, public announcement for anyone out there that plays a lottery that uh, could use this, this information. 
a friend of mine who's into real estate here in L.A., he recently had a uh, situation whereas he was um, arrested. And the reason why he was arrested really, really baffled me because, I mean, I've heard of just about every particular case you can ever have heard of. I've heard them all. I've never heard this one. This was new to me. So lottery tickets, I guess it's the ones that you, you scratch, the scratch lottery tickets, the rub, the peel off. That one. Yeah, if you have a losing lottery ticket, there's a thing, I guess, on the back of some of them or all of them or a number of them that's called second chance. Yeah, second chance. And you turn it over, I guess, and do whatever you do and mail it in to win money. Now, from what I'm told by my friend, he's saying that he has several people that he that he know that has won, like they've won 2,000, 10,000, 20,000 from this second chance thing. You know, the bag of the ticket. You mail it in. They send you the money. So, in the interim of this process, in playing uh, the second chance, mailing it in, they contacted him and said that uh, a couple of the tickets were stolen. So I guess they given him, they gave him a case. They were, uh, sounds like a conspiracy type of case, grand thefts, conspiracy, something like that. Because it's not a whole hell of a lot of money, but the fact that. Depending upon how the tickets were stolen, it was a robbery, was a guy dipping over the counter and stole a couple of tickets. But so if they find a guy or if you steal tickets from 7-Eleven or wherever, I mean, the guy, I guess if the camera see or the guy see, they can instantly report it and the tickets aren't any good anymore. But for my friend to mail them in. It's, I mean, it's just something, you know, it's just a fluke. Like that. I mean, so where'd you get the ticket? So he's telling me that the people at 7-Eleven, they say they actually saved the tickets for him. So they're ready to speak up in his, you know, on his behalf, which is a good thing. But still, he has this thing lingering over him. And then to have to spend a few days in jail. It's not nice. That ain't fun at all. And then while he's in jail, he had to knock a guy out. That hit him first. So that's just an entire situation. This is a good friend of mine that he's never been to jail. He's a real estate guy. In fact, he's a pastor. On top of all that. So it just goes to show that anything can happen, I guess. Uh, that's a situation. The only thing I can tell him was, hey, that's your test, in my opinion. I feel like that's your test. But jail versus hell, as I said, uh, and we've been warned about both. And basically, now, you know, it's like being made, okay? I was telling a friend, another friend of mine was asking me about the, you know, the made movement and so forth. I was explaining to him, as I do with, you know, the majority of people that I encounter on a daily basis. Uh, I was I was telling him that, you know, made is a state of mind, basically. You know, gave made for me, given being made. Being a made individual gives me patience. That's why I'm deemed made, because 
you know, I don't need to rush anything. Or I don't need to rush at anyone. You know, without thinking. So what I do is I, uh, I observe first. I watch. You see? So just the other day, in one of my travels, one of my clients wanted me to pick up a friend of his. Okay, so he sent me the address and so forth. When I get up there, it's Paris Hilton's mother and father. So, Rick Hilton. That's a good thing. And we had a chance to talk in depth. And I'll tell you, it's a good conversation we had. And I'll tell you one other thing. He knows about MADE now and what it stands for. And he, and he likes it. <laughs> so, so we're moving on up. But yeah, being a broadcaster here in Hollywood. Well, the thing is, you know, I was thinking, you know, every great feat has some type of challenge attached to it. You know, like, doesn't have to mean, challenge doesn't have to necessarily mean, in my opinion, of course, that you're straining or you're muscling against something. You know, it's not even against. That's not, I don't, the challenge is just exploring something that's new to me. That's a challenge for me right there. But yeah, I feel in every great feat, especially the great feats, it has a challenge attached to it. My cha- one of my challenges is I don't know what the, you know, broadcasting, uh, computer stuff, and this and that. I don't know. Megahertz. I don't know anything about any of that. But I know I have a message. And I know I have something to say. So how do I get on to start saying it? That's my thing. So I'm a bootstrap guy. I bootstrap my entire thing, what I'm doing, everything that I'm doing, from driving to broadcasting, singing, everything's broadcasting. But And that's why, you know, I I love sharing my journey on social media without boring you too much out there. And mainly on Facebook and uh, Instagram or IG, you know, if you're hip like me. But especially here on the show. That, you know, that's that's my main thing for me. And as I said, on social media, I like sharing the areas that I mean, because I'm all over the place. See, yesterday I was at Disneyland, um, Knott's Berry Farm. So, yeah, I'm all over the place and, it's, and, I, and I enjoy it to know that it's part of my journey. And as I said, I get to express that state of mind I was talking to you about earlier about being made. I get to express it every day with different people and be patient with people because people, some people just don't know. And some people just move slow. See? And some people just want to just take your service for granted or just use your service. And either one is okay. You know, not that I could be beat down or worked any kind of way, but either one is okay because I'm patient. So it doesn't matter. And the thing is, that's a part of being made. The patience. Now, at the same time, patience is something, as I always say to people when I'm talking to them, it's something that you don't want to necessarily pray for. Because that particular skill set uh, is much deserved. It's much earned. 
and deserved. And I'll tell you, wasn't easy getting it, but I'm grateful to God to this day that I have it. And that has helped keep me afloat as well as alive, my patience. And it's a, it's a, to give you a look at it and to draw an illustration of what it looked like, it's a lean back in the chair, back to the game again, the chess game. It's a lean back in the chair, the stroke of the, be, a stroke of the chin, no mustache, I mean, no beard there, but stroke of the chin. So it's a lean back in the chair, stroke of the chin, and a look down. That's what it is. That's what patience is. Do that for a minute. And it's like, uh, because it's, again, it's a state of mind. You know, and I can see, see erratic stuff and just people losing their heads and people keeping their heads, but still acting a fool and people keeping their heads and still just being afraid. I see it all. And what I have to do when I see any of this, any any number of these things or a combination of them, is I have to take back, keep moving, but take a back inside. So just take back because. I got to view it. I have to see what's going on here because, you know, it just looks erratic. And then you probably is. I've seen accidents occur. I mean, right before they happen. So being that I have the livery service here and I'm a driver in that service of mine, uh, from time to time, I'll talk to you about, you know, the habits of driving and so forth. And um, and hopefully that, that can help someone as well. Because it's all about being made and it's all about surviving, period. Everything, especially traffic, with so much going on out there. As I said prior in the show, with the shooting from car to car, and then the guy just made it a few more miles or whatever and got to a pole and just ran right into the pole and died right there. Probably, more than likely, not that I was there, but more than likely it could be a, a fuck you sign there, an F you sign. So my thing is to say on top of all of that is just all the challenges. And when they occur, just, just try to just enjoy the, your journey, whatever it is. Just try to enjoy your journey because if you're not enjoying it, you need to be out of it. Whatever you're in, you need to be out of it. Because, um, you know, people have many sayings. Life is short. You know, you only get one life. All that. Whatever whatever saying works, let it work. For me, it's just, this is a good day. Just enjoy it. Just get what you can out of it. You know, and I guess that has to be challenged as well. Because I appreciate my day for the most part. Because I've had many days taken from me. And I can say it even deeper. that. Allowed many days to be taken from me. I put myself in that position to have that happen. And, you know, I was talking with a guy just the other day, a producer friend of mine. And we're talking along the lines because, I, as I say, I write as well. And I was saying that uh, in my writings that I wasn't a product of my environment. I believe people, some people are, but I said me, personally speaking. And I would, you know, at one spot of time, I probably thought I was a product of my own environment. Incidentally, I'm from the west side of Chicago, near home in the lake, you know, right by Garfield Park. 
And in certain places, that just goes a long way. So right there, it's a bad area. Still is a bad area. Worse now. Worse, sir. So anyway, uh, the reason why I can't use that, and I may have used it before, I'm sure, talking to somebody or thinking it, I'm sure I've used that, a product of my own environment, although uh, I was a willing participant at that time as a youngster. So, and the reason why I say that I wasn't necessarily a product of my environment is because of my brother. He screwed it up for me, one of my brothers. And the reason why he screwed that up for me is because this guy's worked in politics just about all of his life. He's retired from it. He worked with Obama. He was in Illinois. So, and we came from the same household. He's from over there as well. So, I can't use that one. I called the guy already and let him know that he's he screwed it up for me, everything, because time, you know, time to time I may want to use that, but now I can't because I know the realization of the choice, or back to that again, the choice, um, you know, it spoiled that for me as far as being an excuse. So, I mean, that's, you know, that helped me. But back to the thinking my own way outside of the box, first of all, you know, I had to think my own way outside of the box, literally, while I was in the box. Then when I got out of the box, now I have to think myself out of that box that they're talking about in society. There's a whole nother box that I came out of. So I had two boxes to think my way out of. First, I had to see my way out of it. Does it exist? Do I believe it? Do you know what you're looking at? You don't even know what you want. What box? So all those things. So I was able to recognize that box and then the one in society, that box that we refer to out here. And I need to get more on the solutions and not just situations party. Where are those people at? See, I need to find that. And I couldn't find them. So I had to get that out of myself. I had to pull that out of myself. The solutions to this day, that's my whole thing. Solutions, 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 not just situations. Yeah, you got situations, but not just situations. I want to put solutions with that. Then what I want to do is, you know, with me being a boss-minded individual, I like to run my own way of thinking, you know, contrary to what I was accustomed to. So for me, I mean, that's when you want to boss up and just take control of, you know, your own life and just, you know, you, if you don't have any couple thinking, I'm not trying to, you know, bust anybody up out there or anything, but for anyone that may be listening that need to hear that contrary to what I was accustomed, you know, how I was, you know, used to thinking and doing things and moving and so forth. And I want to run my own thing because that wasn't mine. I grafted that, gleaned that from somebody or somewhere. That, that wasn't mine. Now, this made stuff that I talk about and me getting through this uh, broadcast, 
that's me. That's my, that's my stamp. That's my brand, whether it's uh, a proficient job, a great job, or, ah, oh, you did so, so, you mean, oh, yeah, you're getting better. Doesn't matter. It's That's me. That's me. Of course, I'm giving all my all, <laughs> everything. <laughs> that's just me. I'm giving it all my all, period. That's what it takes for me. So I got to go back to the fact that I was making last week and I'll make it this week and I'll make it again probably every week the greatness of you know, becoming you know the greatness of having your own brand and just not having being your own brand and how you govern yourself with that and it's just the process to get to that point and to uh, you know elevate to that level or graduate to that level or change to that level is just a uh, it's just a beautiful thing, you know, it's just a good thing. I mean, especially when you can actually see it. I heard a saying just this week. Yeah, I listened to a lot of Steve Harvey early in the morning. I like listening to his message before the show. A lot of the show I don't like listening to, but the sh- his message before the show, I try to catch that. And last week I heard one of them out of the, you know, four or five days that week. And said, thoughts become things. Now, that just slapped me right upside the head when I heard that. That's just me. That was like some good soup. You know, like you get a good dish or uh, maybe a good barbecue sandwich because everybody can't make them good or a good cold cut sandwich. Certain people make them real good, you know. That was good food for me. Because that thing said, thoughts become things. That's just like a gut shot in a good way. That impact hit me just like that because for me, that's true. Thoughts become things. And I, in both ways, because, you know, I had to think vicious to survive once upon a time. I'd have to do anything vicious so much. I had to think vicious. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. So the thoughts become things. Yes. Yeah. And it's like uh, not likes. See, that's if, if it said likes, like on social media, how many likes you get or how many you don't get. That's, you know, don't he didn't say that become things or the quote didn't say that because I don't want to just personalize it with Steve, but I heard it from there. So he didn't, it didn't say likes become things or it didn't even say money becomes things. And we know that it does. It didn't say that though. It said thoughts, which we all have, but we don't all have money. We just don't. I mean, I give money out all day, every day to people. That's what I do. And I have a lot of money, but money nonetheless. So he didn't say money becomes things. Okay, we know that happens. But thoughts, see, and that's that whole transition thing, you know, that I had to experience and that, you know, I'm grateful that I experienced because I'm able to talk to you about it today. Yeah, that saying in itself, 
Because I could have an ill thought in them and I, be, I can become that. I mean, today, I try to stay away from that. And I'm so grateful to have the projects that I have. Because I have three or four projects that I work on. They're all made related. But, you know, they're all streaming a different from a different direction, headed to the same direction, coming from, you know, different angles. So it keeps me quite busy in a good way. You know, because it's all tailored for me to just handle right, you know, one area where I'm at. And it's like, uh, hmm. yeah, thoughts become things. So when I saw that, I'm like, okay, well, it's best uh, to just keep thinking good thoughts, to just keep continuing to receive good things. You know, to simplify that for myself, real simple, because I like things real simple, like, you know, like vanilla ice cream, like that. So thoughts become things to me like I just immediately thought okay well let me continue to live in good thoughts so I can continue to experience good things like this show this is a good thing for me you know and I've uh, a lot of things that I do in society today I, I dialed up in there in my mind I dialed them up I mean, with the driving service, the whole shot, up to the point of where I live, I dialed it in there. But I didn't dial this. This was, was, was I didn't draw this one up. So, hey, I got a thing. I like to say, sometimes it's my plan, sometimes it's his plan. So, uh, I just try to roll with it, best of my ability. But, yeah, Thoughts become things, and then I enhance that for myself. Good thoughts become good things. I just needed that. I needed that way. Put a filter on it. Good thoughts become good things. So to apply that, hey, man, I don't need to let the guy blowing behind me, in front of me, the guy on the side throwing a finger, anyone disturb my good thoughts, you see? I don't need to let anyone disturb my good thoughts. Really, I don't. Because whatever's going on is so easy for me. Whatever's going on, the only thing I have to do is just, whew, just thank God I don't have to put up with it in there. Because if you go in there, going back inside for a moment, you're going to have to put up with some stuff for anyone. That has to, you know, face that challenge. Doesn't matter what jail. Doesn't even matter. The challenges are a hundred times fold than what they are out here in comparison to in there. It's tight. I'm not even in there, and I know the attitudes are all over the place. Reckless eyeball, whatever. It's just all. I know it. I know it is. Goes with it. So. Be grateful for what you're not doing and where you're not at. Not just what's, what you don't have or what you have or where you're at. Just be grateful for what's not going on in your life or in a loved one's life, for that matter. Because not only was it a journey for me, it's, it, that incarceration thing, I mean, I had to learn it. And I did the best I could with working on what I had. It's a journey for my children, see? the offspring it's that's not easy it's a character 
assassinator. It's uh, and I'm I'm a G in it. I'm a G in the jail stuff. So when my kids used to come visit me in jail, you can tell I was a G. By the way, the officers are acting, by the way, the other inmates are acting, by the way, I'm acting, by the way, everyone's acting. You can tell I'm okay, but still I'm in here. So that has a great effect on children, on my children, as well as other children. So in fact, I'm associating myself with an organization out there. It's called POPS, P-O-P-S. Pops Club, and uh, they interact with children that has, um, you know, their mom or dad or whatever guardian that's incarcerated. It's just a great program to be a part of because that's, that's, uh, it's not easy, not easy at all. And it's, you know, to this day, I do all I can to, I'm a fixer. So I'm trying to fix some stuff. So I do all I can to this day. Not to, you can't change it because you can't unring a bell, but to better it, to better me. When I better my situation, things will be better. But you can't unring a bell. And what I've done is devoted my life to uh, helping others so that you don't have to go through the situation I had to go through and my daughters had to go through in, in visiting me and so forth. And that's just uh, another thought that's just becoming a thing. You see, more of a thing. And I'm just grateful to, you know, be broadcasting from Hollywood, California right now on the Get May Show. Of course, I'm G. Blackwell Harris. And if you have a burning desire or a topic, you know, that needs talked about or that's, you know, you feel comfortable speaking about number here is 888-627-6008 and got to give a shout out to BBS radio and you know that we're streaming live at bbsradio.com slash get made on channel one and so you can also hear us on iTunes and all over the place uh, through the podcast uh, the following day and just look under Get Made or you can go to my name, G. Blackwell or Greg Harris. Google will pull us right up there. And again, to promote myself and promote my whole entire movement, also have music on Apple as well as Spotify, Tidal, and everyone else who uh, has a platform out there. Under G. Blackwell, like the mammal, B-L-A-C-K-W-H-A-L-E. Listen to some of that stuff. I mean, hey, there was so much stuff out there today talking about um, everybody's a bitch or a hoe or a nigga. So, you know, you want to, and that's cool, but that's what it is because uh, it's not my day. So I'm not trying to change anything. But, you know, the changes that are occurring on their own is enough out there. So I like to just express some of my stuff and uh, implications that I give um, to what I see out there every day with the changes, such as, uh, I mean, it's just a common word, the word like my, and from my day, a, a bitch was like, a, that's, that's a word you don't use. You don't call people that, but now, it's just thrown around like saying, hey, girl, 
or for that matter, a guy. Especially in the jail system, if you call a guy the B word, those are killing words, not fighting words. Those are killing words. So now in society every day, that's what people refer to themselves as. Men and women. So, hey, I'm just saying it's not my thing to uh, I got to speak on it because I'm in society and I hear these things every day. They're not referred to me, of course. But when people are referring to them, they can be right in the backseat of my vehicle and they can be referring to themselves back and forth. And I'm like, well, damn, to myself, well, what's going on? So I'm listening. Not even trying to get in their business, just unbelievably listening because um, times have changed that much. So that's what lent me to write this, you know, the song that's titled Changing Times. Not only just do with the open warfare in the schools out there today and in the neighborhoods with the killing of, you know, the gangland killings and so forth, which really isn't new, but it's worsened is what it's done. So that's why I speak on it. But those are the changes. Those are some of the changes that we're dealing with. And as I said, I'm in a very popular city. Not only am I in a popular city, I'm in a popular part of the city. So I see most things, if not all things, that happen here. That's what position that I'm in. And, you know, that's why I promote to the youth. I have a special type of promotion, and it's in my heart. You know, I promote school training and learning with the youth. And I don't say that just to say some good stuff to you. You know, but basically to let them know that if you don't incorporate one of those in your life, you're not going to fit in. And you'll probably wind up becoming one of two things. A complainer, a complainer, or an inmate. And that's why I always say when I'm promoting this to the youth, do something useful with your life. It doesn't even have to be, I mean, just something that you enjoy, but something that, you know, you can use as a skill, learn something because you're going to need it. And I'm, I'm around here all day. I, I see the learners, the ones who've learned, like I saw the uh, back of this cement truck the other day. And I had to take a snapshot of it and put it on Instagram for anyone that was looking for employment. They had to sign. We will train. We will hire, train, and pay you while we train you. And they're building all over Los Angeles. The good parts, the bad parts, Bel Air, Santa Monica, Calabasas, Malibu, downtown in a big way. East Side, South Central, which they don't call that anymore. Inglewood, in a huge way. The airport, bigly. <laughs> Glendale, everywhere. It doesn't matter. Orange County, we'll go out there. That's another. That's another world from where I'm at in Los Angeles. Sure, it's still Southern Cal. That's another. That's a world away. And San Diego is like going to China. So the thing is, and forget about it, talking about San Francisco, but the thing is they're building everywhere. And on the back of this 
cement truck. It had the phone number in red, bold red. Now hiring, looking for workers is what it said. Go to my Instagram page. Everything's at uh, bbsradio.com slash get made. And you can link up with me on my Instagram. I got a picture on there. And it's uh, the phone numbers on there. They'll hire you. They'll pay you while you train. You just can't beat that. Can't beat that. <laughs> you can't beat that. That allows you a way to pay your way. So when I saw that, I was like, what? And hurry up and took a picture and hurry up, sent it up quick. Because I know that could help someone. I put it on Facebook as well. Yeah. So, yeah. As I say, I love sharing my journey on social media if it can help someone. You know, I like doing it because I see uh, uh, L.A. proper, Beverly Hills proper, Hollywood proper. Okay, I see the the um, main stays in the city. You know, the, the, the big deals. The best things that we have to offer here in Los Angeles and Hollywood and Beverly Hills, I see them every day. So if I can share those things that another person may not see or may not ever get a chance to see or more importantly the reason why i mainly share those pictures is because someone out there may need to see it look i have a lot of up and coming artists on my page and i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot more as time goes because i've just started doing instagram a couple of months ago it was new to my daughter told me about it so i'm like i love it okay so, and then when I meet a client, I've met a few clients through driving and they're on Instagram and we are friends on there and exchange, you know, views and so forth. It may be someone out there. In fact, I'm not, maybe, I know it is. It's someone out there, young, that just need to see Hollywood Boulevard. They need to see Rodeo Drive. Because I take a lot of artists out here, up there different places here, 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 and here and there. Well, it's someone who haven't experienced that and don't know what here, 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 and there looks like in their own mind. They don't even have a picture of it, how it would look for them. So let me give you a view of it through what I'm seeing. And you may feel better towards trying to get towards it. See? So, if I'm able to paint a picture for you or take a picture for you and show it to you and you see it, it was something you meant to see, that's a good thing. I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, I'm here for my purpose. My purpose is served. So I'm, I'm, I'm always mindful of that because, as I said, I already know it ain't about me. So that's, you know, that's, that's a given because I give it, you know, I wound up where I was at giving it my best. I gave it my best shot. What do you mean? So it's not about me. So when doing that, and I don't need a response. I'm not a light guy. I don't, I don't, you know, know the value in that yet or even recognize what it is. So the thing is with, with me, I'm not even headed in that direction, really. It's the thing I do because I take advantage of my 
situations that can be helpful towards someone else. And the best way to view that, I mean, I had a buddy of mine, believe me, when they were changing, they were in the midst of changing downtown LA. Before I was incarcerated and went to the feds, I mean, I did the Staples Center with the Lakers, Kobe, when he was playing big times, the box seats, the cigar room, the whole shot. I was a member in the cigar, the whole deal. Four seats, the whole shot. Box office with Keyshawn and Shug, everybody was up there. I was right in the middle of it. Not a problem. I got 10, 11 guests with me. A few of those guys right now were sitting next to me or in another box. Two of them are in the feds right now for a whole different deal. It's ridiculous how things go. But rest in peace, Jerry Buss. I sat right next to Jerry Buss at just about every game in the cigar room. That's what, you know, he's a good man. But, uh, wow, went that way with it. But at any rate, I I do the best that I can to, uh, you know, illustrate and give, especially the youth, the younger generation, which is just about everybody that I know, being my age, um, give them a view or give them an insight or something or give them a look that they normally would have. Trust me, the places that I attend and go to every day, the people in LA will probably never ever see themselves. Residents that live here in the city, the majority of the areas that I get a chance to get a look at, they'll never see them. There's no need. And so if I can take a flick, if it's permissible or have a conversation that I can share with another and, you know, a door was open for me, you know, a door in my mind was open for me and I can share that. I'm winning. So I'll do that and uh, possibly enlighten someone else's thinking. And as I said, being made is formed in a particular place of process. Like when you were a baby, you were being made, you were, you were being formed and you were going through a process to have that done. And shout outs to all my little cousins and grand cousins and nieces out there. And so, oh my God, um, that are having these babies, beautiful babies that they're having all over the place, Vegas, Chicago, LA. I mean, just we're all over the place. But yeah, just shout out to them because they they post beautiful baby pictures uh, online that I really like looking at because it's just you know generation to come. The beat goes on. So my stay, I'm just trying to do everything. Not even trying, but just pushing to do all that I can during my stay to do my job because. And I like to go into it in depth on the show more and more as, you know, we continue to grow as we've been doing. But I was was just talking to my uh, sister's boyfriend the other day, who I like referring to as my brother-in-law because it makes him laugh. But I was like, yeah, you know, it's not a show geared for Christians. It's not a religious show. Year for Christians, although although my mama shout out and honor her as a pastor is Christianity. See? So it's not that at all. 
So I'm like, first of all, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, that's fine. But yeah, so, okay, good. I was making sure, you know, the computer glitches and so forth. I have to check from time to time. But yeah, and I was saying to him that uh, it's not an actual religious geared show, although I'm, in, you know, heavily inspired, heavenly inspired. I'll say that so you can really get it. But uh, I've seen all religions in, in spiritualities work with different people. I honor everything. You know, I don't practice everything, but I've switched up gods and religions from time to time in my past. I've switched them up and he gets that. He understands because we don't know, at least for me, I don't. So it's like pants trying on a pair of pants. It was just like that because some guy made them anyway. Just like the religion, some person made it. So I don't have anything against any of that. And I believe all religions work because I see them working every day and I, I cater to being a Christian but at the same time I love Judaism Buddhism Islam and everything else that people practice out there that's you know moving us all towards a greater place and towards helping someone else it doesn't really matter even just oh I'm just spiritual even that's cool that works I, I just believe the spirit moves everything and the spirit never dies so in my opinion, I believe we're all spiritual in that sense. But I said that because, you know, with that um, that relit that R word, religion, it's like it's it's a touchy word, a touchy subject for many people. So I don't want to sway anyone the wrong way with that, or say anything to offend anyone in that area at all. Not that I'm worried about it. I just want to say that just to clear clarify that. But. Uh, as I said, I was speaking with my brother-in-law and telling him that. And he's like, yeah, well, that's good. You know, just keep a broadened idea and a broadened approach and a broadened mindset about, yeah, so that's why I made that statement there, just based on the conversation he and I had, you know, reference to that. But, yeah, I love God. And for the most part, <laughs> I've learned a lot of things, been shown quite a few things. And some of them I just won't say because it's not going to go. It's not going to go. I won't. But a lot of them, you know, I try to share that things that he's given me, you know, and uh, allowed me to experience and see. And uh, it's not easy. The most difficult thing with the God thing, if any, you know, for anybody that's saying stuff like he did this and he did that and he told me and, and all that. So for anyone that's connected on a God level like that and that's on a mission doing anything, working for the man, the most, in my opinion, again, the most difficult thing with all of that to me is keeping it in my chest. Now, that's the best way I can explain it. That's the most difficult part. It's not even saying it like, OK, let me go tell the people, people this or people that. That's not even the most difficult part. I love, I can talk, man. I sing, I rap, I do it all at my age. I love doing it. So I have that ability. But the most difficult part 
is keeping it in my chest. And that was a picture I just painted because there's really no way to explain it. That's the best way for me to explain it. The most difficult part is keeping it in my chest. So what does that have to do with power? That has to do with conviction. I know something about that, but not that type of conviction <laughs> the other time. But so it has some has a lot to do with that. And there's an old saying that I like to use at this point. More will be revealed. But I want to take this time on this opportunity to thank, you know, any and everyone that listened to me out there that have been listening to me and that will continue to listen to the show. We welcome you. Tell a friend we welcome them. Hopefully I said something out there to someone today, that one person that can lend support in whatever you're going through. And remember, this thing, this social media thing, this, you know, interconnect thing, it's big. You don't have to do anything by yourself today. Take care. Have a great rest of your Sunday and a beautiful week ahead. Peace.